0: What's up, fam? Welcome back to The Highway with Kyle Shutt. I am so excited. This week I got to talk to an absolutely delightful human being, Miss Rachel Hayden from That Dog, and so many other bands. Uh, her new band Blush uh, has a single out right now, and we're going to listen to it. We're going to talk all about it. If you like what you've been hearing on the show, go ahead and deck the halls. Hang up some mistletoe. You do whatever you got to do to make sure you don't miss a single episode. And If you want to go one step further, you can find us at patreon.com slash For a few bucks a month, you can get early access to new episodes, you can get online guitar lessons from me, you can get some sweet merch, anything for you people. I love you all so much. And we gotta give some shoutouts this week. We got Dylan Reed and Max R. They're the ones that hopped on board Patreon this week, and I can't thank you enough for it. We also got shout shoutout our loving sponsors, Heil Sound, because if you like the way I sound, it's because there's a Heil in front of me. Now that we got that taken care of, I'm ready to get all crushed out with Rachel. (laughs) (laughs) Let's do things my way. The Highway. Hello. Hi, Rachel. Thanks so much for coming down here. I appreciate it we usually um you know bring on people that uh want to talk about their um you know current projects and, and stuff like that uh, i know uh, your latest project blush uh just came out today right yeah
1: yeah i'm really excited i'm finally um you know i'm i'm getting old and <laughs> and i've been trying to do this for a really long time and um and I've worked with a lot of different people and everyone I've worked with has been great. Um, But I've never actually finished anything I've started. That's kind of a um, theme in my life. Um, But somehow I, um, it clicked with Chris Pepper and me. Um, It just clicked and, Mm. And it's been going really, really well. Um, I, I'm grateful that I have friends who have studios who have been helping me out, and um, and um, yeah, I just I've been I have a lot of support, and um, and I'm I'm really excited about doing more. We've got like we've got like eleven more songs that are almost finished um but but need more like I need more studio time and you know there's just lots of stuff involved that that makes the process kind of slow um but you know we're doing the best we can Chris is all the way in London and I'm here and I like to think of. It's funny. I was talking to my boyfriend earlier because he he's he loves Chris too, and we were he was saying um, Chris is like Paul. He's like the Paul McCartney. He's just like brilliant. Like he just has music coming out of him constantly, and he's he's just always on it, you know. And um, really, really creative, and has a great ear. And I'm just really blessed to be able to work
0: with him so that's awesome that you're yeah, still cranking out music after all these years you've, you've played with so many people it's unreal uh <laughs> so doing my homework a little bit because uh, you know I've, I've, I was a huge fan of that dog uh uh-huh. back, back in those days and um you know the like the Weezer track you sang on and stuff so I and then I knew you had played with Jimmy Eat World so I'd seen your name kind of pop up in here everywhere but uh, playing with like Todd Rundgren and like Neil yeah. Hamburger and stuff too. I was like, the, the list just went on and on and on of all I the just, stuff that you've I know.
1: Of. It's crazy. It's crazy. Do you
0: just is it one of those things where you just say yes and just figure it out later?
1: Yeah, I mean, <laughs> pretty much. That's one of
0: my favorite strategies. I mean,
1: it's always through I get these, these like I guess gigs, um through I guess is the word nepotism like I know someone who well, knows someone who knows someone.
0: Sure. Is is that more of a, I think that has well, to do that's with your family. Your family. Yeah. That but has I mean, to you do came from a very yeah. musical family as well. So. Yeah.
1: yeah. So nepotism does have to do with it too. Um, <laughs> I mean, Prairie Prince who played drums with Todd Rundgren. Um, he, uh, let's see. He, how did I meet? Oh God. Okay. We're recording this. So you're going to edit, right? I,
0: I can. Yeah. I can polish it up a little okay.
1: bit. Okay. <laughs> okay. Cause sometimes I lose track. Um, but anyways, yeah. Um, I, I just meet, I meet people through other people, through friends, through family. And, and that's how it kind of happens. It's sort of it just, Sort
0: of happens. How did it happen in the first place? I I mean, I knew, you know, growing up, you were uh, one of the three, you know, triplets
1: uh, Mm
0: -hmm. uh, came from a a very musical family because your father was a jazz drummer, uh, right?
1: Yeah, he's a jazz bass player, upright bass. That's okay.
0: But um, was it one of those things Um, where it it was a very musical household and it's just, it's always been around you?
1: Yeah, pretty much. I mean, my dad played bass and then my brother picked it up. And then um, I kind of idolized my brother when I was a kid and my brother, Josh, um, who's got his own band called Spain. And he's also very um, prolific and writes a lot. And um, I guess Johnny Cash did a cover of one of his songs called Spiritual. It's a beautiful song. Um, And then my sisters and I play on a recording of it that we did live, um, a couple times actually. And one time on KCRW, but that was a while ago, but, um, uh, what was the question? Sorry.
0: Oh, nothing. I just, uh, I, lo- I love, hearing where people got, you know, I usually ask people, you know, what made you want to get in a van and just, you know, tell the world, goodbye right. And stuff like that. But yeah, yeah when it's your whole life like that. It's just, yeah. What was it? Was there a point when just some kind of event happened when you were just like you know what i'm going to do this i'm i'm starting yeah. a punk band i'm getting in a van goodbye
1: <laughs> yeah it was it was sort of like that i i really idolized my brother a lot and i wanted to be just like him and he was playing bass in punk bands in high school and um and i was like that's what i want to do like that's so cool and that's what I want to do so he somehow I think he had an extra bass or he let me borrow his bass I was 16 and um and so I just picked up his bass and I started playing and I was practicing every day I would just practice and play and um I didn't take bass lessons or anything like that I was just doing everything kind of just by ear and just just fiddling around with the strings and you know trying to understand the the sound and and listening a lot to my dad play and um had a lot to do with with it too like he was very influential um and um so one of the bands my brother liked a lot was uh called the Minutemen and Mike Watt who's also a bass player um his bass playing was just incredible. And I, and I was like, I got to imitate, I got to figure out a way to, to imitate, to just try and emulate what he's doing really difficult to do. And I didn't do it, but I tried <laughs> really, really hard. And it actually helped my, my skills, you know, my, my technique. Um, Cause he plays a lot, like kind of like um, scales, like up and mm-hmm. down and chords, like lots of chords and scales. And so I, that those were kind of my bass lessons, like just playing to Minuteman albums and and um and then listening to my dad and, and going to see him play and observing him with his instrument and um and um and then in high school um we we went to Crossroads High School and Anna Warrenker, who started who initially started that dog with a couple other different people. Um, It was more of an idea than it was a band. It was, it was actually a name. Like they, she came up with the name that dog before there was actually Mm -hmm. a band and um, and then she got some people together and it didn't work out. And long story short, she knew that Petra and I were singers and um, asked us if we wanted to, to play music with her in her band and kind of go over some songs that she's been writing on her four track. And we said, sure. And so we got together and I, we were still Petra and I were still living at home with our mom. Um, this was like senior year of high school and then, um, and then, a, and then like a year after that, um, I ended up not going to college. I, I, well, I went to SMC Santa Monica city college for a while, but I still lived at home and Anna was going to USC. And I think she was still living at home. Um, We were, I guess, homebodies. (laughs) Um, um, But she would come over, Anna would come over with song ideas and we would just go over songs in my room, in my bedroom. And just she'd bring her guitar and bring bring a, a little amp and um and I'd get the bass out and we would just play these songs and and at the time I had a boyfriend named Tomas Palermo who plays in the band at the time called Slug and they were kind of well known in, in the LA punk underground um I don't know how you call it, like, uh, the scene. Yeah. Scene kind of an underground avant-garde weird goth scene. And, um, and I introduced, uh, Tomas to Anna because Tomas had a little indie record label called Magnetone records. And he was just like thrilled when he heard some of our songs, he said, we've got to release it. And it was just this do it yourself, you know, little indie label. And, we did a seven inch on that. And, um, and that was our first release was a double seven inch on magnetone, just self-titled. So, that so your dog.
0: first band was that dog?
1: Um, no, my, actually my first band, which I was in for maybe two weeks <laughs> was <laughs> a band called caustic and it was me and my, one of my best friends in high school, his name was Fred. Um, and, uh, but he changed his name to Henry. So he's now, he's he goes by Henry. And um, Baum is his last name. And he, he, we were best friends in high school. And he played drums. And then our friend Jules played um, guitar. And so we played these punk songs that were so cool. They reminded me a little bit of like, old jawbreaker and um it was just fun. I mean, it was just awesome. really fun. That was my first experience playing like jamming, you uh-huh. know, with other with other kids and and uh and that didn't last long at all but then soon after that that's when that dog started forming that was like that was like 1989 1990 or something
0: like that. way to knock it out of the park with your first band of that (laughs) yeah it it was
1: fun it was fun it it gave me a lot of confidence because that was the first time i actually played bass with a with Mm -hmm. you know a drummer and a guitar player and
0: so yeah. yeah, I found out about y'all um, on when MTV would do. I think it was it's like either buzz clips or, or maybe it was like 120 minutes that uh, they would play the the video for old timer. and uh, uh-huh. yeah, I was just I, I just devoured anything they would play like between that and Jawbox and you know we, yeah we love up Jawbox in there and stuff. So it was um it yeah. was, uh, real cool to like get into y'all and stuff. Like that, because I f- I felt like I was the only person that like. Knew who y'all were for a long time. You know, it wasn't a time mm-hmm. to Austin. It was like, even though y'all were on MPV and, and had a record deal and stuff like that, it still seemed like it was kind of underground almost.
1: Yeah, it was, it was still, it was pretty, we were pretty underground. We, our friends were making it big. You know, we were, we were um, playing shows with Weezer and Beck before they became. Huge, you mm-hmm. know, and like we we shared the stage with them. I think I think Beck opened for us once at <laughs> like at uh I can't remember where, like Jabberjaw or something. And
0: that's wild.
1: Um and he it was just him and his his guitar and his his uh harmonica and his leaf blower and and he just did his Beck's thing and um and We'd hang out with him. He was great. He was a good friend of ours. And we um, we we'd, we collaborated on a lot of different music with him. And um, and uh, yeah, there was one song called Steve Threw Up, which um, I think that's on a seven inch called Totally Confused, I think. I should know that. And, um, we, we all switched instruments. Anna played the bass. I played the drums. And, uh, I think Tony did something, maybe guitar, Beck did guitar, Petrus played violin and we all just played these songs. It was fun. It was, we were just having fun, Mm -hmm. you know?
0: That's awesome, man. What was, uh, what was touring like? for y'all back in those days like did you have a van or was it just like a station wagon kind of thing or like we had a
1: van we had a a a friend of ours who whose parents had I I can't remember what what the model was but it was just like one of those those vans that's not like a van van but it was sort of more homey Uh you know like it had it was sort of like a mini um what do you call them? Trailers? But it wasn't, it wasn't like a camper um,
0: van, kind of, or something. A camper van. Yeah. Yeah. It
1: was like a mini, a very miniature camper van and it was really cozy inside. it had like pleather seats and the back folded out into a bed. And then we all had our, we made our own little space for each of us and we all, you know, we were like birds in a nest, you know, making our (laughs) own little, little spots and, um, And it was, it was a lot of fun, Um, but it was hard, you know, I mean, our van would break down, we'd have to, you know, flag people down for help to change our tires. And we drove in snowstorms. And um, one time we were caravanning with Beck and there was a snowstorm and we saw Beck's van. We were in back of Beck's van and we saw his van start sort of start to swerve off to the left of the road. And we honked our horn. We actually, we had, we had walkie talkies. We were like, <laughs> wake up. We were afraid that the guy driving was falling asleep or something. And, but it, it was, there was some treacherous moments, but really great moments of just it was like a big family, you know? And, um, yeah, that's what kind of happened. Like, like when we're in bands, we, we, uh, we kind of break into like, into, um, uh, what do you call it? Um, you know, like Tony became the dad, Anna was the mom, (laughs) Petra and I were the kids and, but sometimes the roles would revert would switch, you know, and 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 um it was it was a lot of fun, but a lot of hard work and um a lot of uh um what's the word? I, I can't my brain is like I just got off of work in a cubicle. I just got a okay. job. So I'm I've been working on a computer and and, um, basically doing nothing fried, and fries your brain for all day. Six, <laughs> yeah, just my brain is just fried. So, <laughs> so forgive me.
0: No forgiveness needed. No, no, no. But, uh, that's, that's rad to have that insight into those years. Cause it was different back in those days. Um, just touring before cell phones and computers and shit. I never knew two bands that had walkie talkies though. That's incredible.
1: Yeah. We made walkie talkies and, um, <laughs> it's so be- Day before cell phones and no texting. And I remember, like, I don't know, we, we made friends with a lot of different bands from all over the, the, the country, you know? We had friends in... Um, Seattle, Portland. Um, there was a band called Henry's Dress that we played with. They were really cool. And then Amy the drummer. Amy and I like I had a little crush on the drummer. And so she would write me these love letters, but she would fax them to our hotel. Oh my god. So <laughs> I would get like this huge fax. And it was like the Bible-sized fax from from this girl. You know, it was just, it was fun. It was like it was it was. Lots of
0: fun. Those are the years to do it for sure. I mean, yeah. yeah it's, uh, I, it's still like getting back in the van now I'm, I'm pushing 40 now, but yeah, just thinking of uh-huh. the, the band that I'm in has been around almost 20 years and I'm just like, Oh God, it used to be <laughs> so much easier.
1: Yeah. I know now when I think about it, it's like my back hurts and I don't know if I could sit for that long of amount uh-huh. of time without getting like a pain in my foot, you know, just stuff <laughs> like that. Like, as you get older it's not as it's not as easy although you know Todd Rungren, he's still touring mm-hmm. and sometimes he's in a bus and sometimes he's in a van and and he doesn't he doesn't complain he just he's gonna go till he's a hundred I mean That's he's insane. like
0: I bet yeah. he's got some stories
1: oh yeah he's he's I don't know his stories but yeah I'm sure he does have stories but yeah, that was a, that was fun too. Well. With him. But
0: with uh, But but speaking of like you know pre-internet days and everything like that, um, I I grew up in a real small town, and uh, so MTV and the radio was kind of like that. That that was my, you know, um, my window into mm-hmm. counterculture and what was going on and what I you know wanted to do, and um, but I didn't. There was you know so many of these bands were just so mysterious to me. All I ever saw was their videos. I didn't get to see anybody in concert hardly ever. Nobody came through our town. Um, and so once, you know, the the Internet it sort of through the years became a treasure trove of information, started digging around and um, read that, you know, because I always knew that you sang on Weezer's uh, I Just Threw Out the Love of My Dreams, but I didn't know mm-hmm. what that song was, you know, where it, it fit into the, you know, the, the timeline and everything or the story behind it mm-hmm. or anything like that. I didn't I had no idea about the songs from the Black Hole um, Project that eventually mm-hmm. morphed into Pinkerton. Um, until like years and years later and it just blew my mind uh, reading about it all and then kind of digging around the internet and finding all the old demos and stuff. Um, mm-hmm. what, what was that like getting asked to be a part of that project and did it really suck when it didn't work out? I mean, like, I, I don't know. I just, I'd love to hear what... what yeah, you know,
1: I... I wasn't really clear what it was either. And I'm still not clear what it was. Like all I know is that rivers asked me to sing on a song of his. And I was sort of, I said yes immediately because I had a crush on rivers and I, you know, I, of course I'm going to sing on one of these, on one of his songs. And, um, and he kind of explained he, his, his, communication skills were not very good at the time. And so it was hard to get out of him. Like, what, what is, what is he, what is this for, you know? And like, was he asking me to be in Weezer and like what, what was happening? Um, But I didn't really worry about it. I just sang the song. I did what, what he wanted and I, and I I had fun. And um, he, I guess started to explain to me that it was for an opera that he was writing and that he had me in mind for the female role in one of the, the scenes and and um and he just had that he he had that image of me being a character in in the in the musical and i thought it was wild i thought that was kind of neat and i just i just said yes and then I heard it was supposed to be on Pinkerton but then it ended up not being on it but it was a b-side and but I didn't care about any of that I I just had fun singing and going being in the studio with them and I still remember it it's like man I still remember like walking in that studio and seeing Pat on his drums and and um and and rivers telling me like how like which words to enunciate and and like my is it is it called affectation yeah yeah. (laughs) like yeah like like if i if i wasn't singing something that the way he was hearing it he would like sing it to me and then i would mimic him and and um yeah those were the days so so that was that was a lot of fun
0: that's wild. Uh, how did, I mean, because even then that was, well, I guess that was around the time y'all were doing Retreat from the Sun, right? Am I wrong? Mm-hmm. Okay.
1: Yeah. I, I, yeah, I think so. I'm not good with with
0: timetables. Yeah, totally. But yes, and, and I absolutely love that album too. It's still one of my, I I've still listen to it regularly. Um, oh. But uh, it just, it, it really, that was the one to me when y'all really came together. As like a like the full vision had been realized, just that was just my opinion mm-hmm. of it. Um, but uh, but then y'all just went away right after that. What uh, what happened? Is it was it just not fun anymore?
1: Well, no, I, I, you know, like like uh, with bands, it's some of the um, it's hard. You know, it's like it's like there was a little bit of dysfunction going on. I don't want to get into too much oh, detail because sure. I, I don't want to speak for anyone and. But, um, and if you
0: don't want to talk about it, we don't have to. I just did yeah, just, uh,
1: I mean, we just kind of just kind of uh went our own directions. Um, we had uh other other things that that we were um I guess, more, I don't know. it was let's see how to explain it. um,
0: it's time had come, maybe you
1: know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So we we did break up for a little while. And then um, we got back together, and then we broke up again. And so there was a lot of like, breaking up and getting back together and breaking mm-hmm. up. And, um and, you know, I, I mean, I guess I, I can say this, because it's regarding me, I, I, I was struggling a lot with with some mental health issues and that wasn't making it easy to, to collaborate. So I'd have to get well. And so I took time off and they, I remember they did a tour without me. They went to Europe with the Foo Fighters and, and then when they came back, I was, I felt like I was ready to play again. So I rejoined. And, um, so so yeah like just personal stuff happens with with each individual and Tony was like he was like the true adult in the band like he went and got a real job like a 9 to 5 job mm-hmm. he got married he had kids and and he had a lot of responsibilities and so but even so he still played these reunion shows and um, kicked ass and, um, and, uh, yeah. And then Anna went and did a sol- a couple of solo records and, and, um, and then I did some solo stuff. So yeah, that was, that. that was
0: around the time, um, too, when I moved to Austin was right around when, uh, bleed American came out and, um, I had mm-hmm. no idea that you were part of that project. Or, I mean, I guess you just played on the tour, right? You weren't actually on the record
1: on Bleed American, I sang on, I believe I sang on six tracks. Oh, okay. Yeah.
0: But um just some friends of mine went to go see him. They're like, you never believe who's playing with Jimmy World right now. <laughs> that was crazy. Funny. That was boring yeah, when I, I they got I tou- huge.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And I got to, I got they asked, I had an I was working a really boring, horrible. I, I worked at a uh a, a dub. Uh, it was called Lightning Dubs. It was like a dub video dubbing house where they I would print labels and put them on videos all day. Mm. And uh, I got a phone call from Jim while I was at work. He said, "How'd you like to quit your job?" And I said, "Absolutely yes." And he <laughs> said, "Come on the road with us." So I like that day left and and then got on went on the road with them, and that was a lot of fun too. And it had its it had its difficult moments, but It was very rewarding. Jim is the best. He's one of my favorite singers in the world, hands down. And I love singing with him. And, um... And I'm still in touch with him. We we chat every now and then, and I still have dreams about him asking me to to sing again on a record. So if you're listening, Jim, I'm available. I
0: I <laughs> think we can make that connection. <laughs> Do you happen to remember any of the uh, the support acts on that tour? Um, because uh the the swords uh, drummer now, Jimmy, he was um. He played in a band called Recover back in those days, and I know he opened oh. for Jimmy World for it's probably like six months of, of, of one of those tours in there. I just didn't know if you were in the band yeah. at the time or not.
1: I could have very well been. In it was the a long band. time
0: ago.
1: Yeah. <laughs> what were the? What was the name? Recover. That's a great name. I love that
0: name. They were one of those bands that just never, I, for for no good reason, just never went anywhere. At a time when a hundred other bands were opening for them, like My Chemical Romance and uh, mm-hmm. uh, Taking Back Sunday and mm-hmm. uh, uh, Coheed and Cambria, like they all opened for Recover, and they went on to become like platinum selling acts. For whatever mm-hmm. reason, Recover just never went off like that. But I always thought they were a fantastic band.
1: Yeah, well, that's a, that's I'm sure. I have no. I highly. I'm sure that I was playing in the band while, uh-huh. uh, while they opened. Yeah.
0: But after didn't you all do like a was it wasn't it like a tour with like Tenacious D or something like that too?
1: Yeah, we did a tour. <laughs> it was Tenacious D, Jimmy World, and Weezer. Weezer was the headline. Jeez. And and Tenacious D opened, and then Weezer played, and then. um and then wait a minute, then Tenacious D played and then Weezer played. If that made any sense, I hope. <laughs> that made. Um, what a
0: great tour, man.
1: Yeah, it was a lot of fun. And I remember on that tour playing um, Rivers, some of my solo stuff. Mm-hmm. And he, he and I, I just remember his reaction. He was like, oh, Rachel this is so pretty. And, 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 he was just always really supportive of, of my
0: songs and stuff like that. So that's awesome. If but you're then, out
1: there rivers, <laughs>
0: <laughs> we actually, uh, Scott Schreiner was, uh, was just on the show, uh, recently. Oh, so maybe, cool. uh, maybe we'll make that connection.
1: <laughs> oh, Scott's great. <laughs> love that. Scott's dude. awesome. He's just, he's, he's an amazing person. Yeah. I love him.
0: He, he has some funny things to say. That's what he's, Yeah. <laughs> he's so, um, very aggressive man, I don't know, it's, it's mm-hmm. funny like being in a band like Weezer. He's really, he, I think, he's what brings that rough edge mm-hmm, <laughs> to, mm-hmm. on a personal level, anyway. But, um, yeah, and then and then after that, it's just uh, the, like I said, I was just going through your credits and we just saw like just thing after thing. Like, you made a country record with Neil Hamburger, that's wild.
1: Yeah, that was fun. He's Neil, Neil Hamburger is um, uh, uh, he's sort of like a family friend, he's he's oh, not. I've known him for a really long time, and and again, it's like it's like he's like, oh, will you sing on my record? And I said, of course. So
0: hanging out with him was... backstage is hilarious because he's just a dude. You're just talking to him like a normal guy, only he's dressed like yeah. You know, this I know he's like, just like this... lounge singer. But then when the when the switch happens, you know, it's, it's the switch. Hilarious, yeah.
1: It's a switch. It's it's a big switch, yeah. It's a trip. I
0: I love him. I remember even back in the day, like um, he would, this is even still in the early days of kind of the the internet sort of becoming just the, the the only thing that anyone does all day long. Um, It it was when people would, they would finally be able to like watch his jokes, like not see him. So then that he was really upset because people like started calling out his punchlines
1: before you even
0: get to him and stuff. It was a, it was a tough act to maintain. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's still, though, it's so rad that even, you know, all these years later and ups and downs and, like, crazy things that you're still making music. Um, I've been a huge fan for a long time, and uh, I'm really excited to see what else uh, Blush is doing. Um, where where could it be found exactly? Are on Bandcamp right now?
1: Oh, yeah. We just started a Bandcamp page, and, Phooey, I should know this. I mean, it just happened, so I, I – I should know the link to send people, um, blush dash Hayden dash pepper dot com. If that was, if you could. Oh, it's perfect. Yeah. I
0: just, I want to make sure that people know exactly where to go find it. Is it okay if we play uh, a track off that? Oh my God. Yes. That'd be wonderful. I, I, I love playing, uh. Playing music for people. Uh, some people yeah. have a really hard time <laughs> picking a song out the gates, but you guys only have one song. Well, yeah, I guess it's a, it was a single, wasn't it? With uh, breathe, yeah, uh, we uh, have guided by voices cover.
1: Yeah, the guided by yeah. voices cover, and then and then an original that Chris and I worked on together called Breathe. So, it's a beautiful yeah. song. It
0: really is. I, I love the piano and like the the drum work that goes into it and everything is is he him that does all the music and you just kind of do the vocals after it so you just like send him demos and he just kind of fleshes it all out for you
1: absolutely you know that's That's what he does yeah he'll like he'll add a bridge um or he'll change a little bit of he'll do everything that i i wish that i had done you Mm -hmm. know and um and he just he yeah he's like a wizard and um yeah,
0: <laughs> well, that's right. Well, we're gonna play it, and um, I, again, Rachel, thank you so much for coming on. I, I really appreciate thank the insight into uh, to all those uh, all those years that I miss so much.
1: You're so welcome. Thanks for having me.
0: Absolutely, and uh, yeah, next, uh, I guess you're you're in L.A. still.
1: Yes, I'm in L.A. I'll be here for a while. I do have a dream of going over to London someday and and recording there in his in Chris's studio. And uh, so I have to figure out a way to make that happen. Cause um, cause it costs a lot of money to do that. So
0: I'm sure if you threw a Kickstarter together or, a- <laughs> yeah, <laughs> or something, you know, we, we talked it about it.
1: We talked about it. So that's, yeah. Thank you for mentioning that. Cause maybe we, that's something that we're going to do. Cause Absolutely. that's, that's a big dream.
0: Hell yeah. <sighs> well, Uh, I think we're going to be rolling through L.A. um, in March, like early March. So uh, if you feel like coming to a crazy rock and roll show, uh, yeah, you're you're absolutely invited. And um, yeah, thanks again uh, for coming on. I really appreciate it.
1: You're welcome. Breathe it.
0: to the highway this week a big shout out to reverend guitars rail pickups and Earthquaker devices if you liked what you heard you can follow where you can follow subscribe where you can subscribe and if you want to go one step further you can support us on patreon at the highway with kyle shutt for a few bucks a month you can help us keep this party going get early access to next week's episode and even get yourself a shout out